0: What's up, comic Fan fans? here from Comic Books Transformed, and it is time to talk about another Tomorrowverse movie. Uh, this is the second one. This is the 43rd DC animated original movie, Justice Society World War II. So, Brian, I wanted to ask you, in the comics, you're not like
1: a huge Justice Society fan, right? I, I actually have read a decent amount of Justice Society. Not recently, I guess. But back yeah. in the day, Um, God, who wrote it? What was it mark wade no it wasn't mark wade what run did i read (laughs) i don't remember okay uh well uh it might have been jeff johns could have been jeff johns yeah
0: yeah it was like back in the day when we used to go to
1: like you know um what do you call jim hanley's and stuff then i think it is uh it was definitely um recommended by you at the time when i did read it but it it has been a while like i'm familiar with all the carry like and felt like this doesn't really feel like this the right team almost. Oh the team that's in this movie. yeah I mean yeah it, it is but like I I guess I guess there are other characters I more so associate with the justice society like obviously Jay Garrick is first and foremost you know but like Alan Scott, uh Wildcat um I mean we did have our man uh, and and then you know there's plenty of other characters too. Yeah, Hawkman and stuff, yeah. Actually, your um, husband's always there too, yeah. Yeah, well, uh,
0: you know, it, it's funny because uh, Brian and I were going to record Justice Society and then we're going to make another video with uh, Batman The Long Halloween. And one of the points I was going to make is that it feels like these animated movies kind of like are inspired or like they try to capture some of the live action stuff too. Like this one felt very inspired by uh, the original Wonder Woman movie.
1: Yeah, uh it definitely has the you know they're obviously fighting a war in the middle of a war. Um I don't know it's World War II because it's in the title, duh. Yeah, um yeah. but he, uh you know Wonder Woman was based in World War that was World War One, though, wasn't it? The first one, yeah. yeah. But there's a sequence in this one that's like
0: almost the exact same sequence as like when she comes out of the trench and then like goes and attacks a Nazi, or they're not Nazis at that point, just German soldiers in that town. Yeah, it's like very uh, similar.
1: Yeah, it, it definitely felt like that, except this time she's leading, you know, a team of superheroes rather than a team of soldiers. But yeah, definitely had that feel. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, so we were just talking about like, you know, if, if you like the Justice Society comics, and then we were talking about like the difference between the lineup and stuff, and it's got um Hawkman. I think one of the major changes is uh that Black Canary's on this team, and all the people that are on the team. In this movie are from like the original lineup except for the guys that you mentioned before and like the specter but then like superman and batman were also on the justice society too back in the day
1: yeah so it, Actually, it's like I don't, i've ever read anything with them on the team oh yeah yeah
0: well i mean it's all like comics from the golden age and yeah for me those are kind of hard comics to get through yeah i agree yeah But uh, I think, like, you know, we're not used to seeing Black Canary on the team because, like, this would essentially be, like, Black Canary's mom, which, like, time-wise, it'd be more like Black Canary's grandmother nowadays. But, like, the mom was on the original version of the Justice Society. And, like, in the comics that we've been reading for most of our lives, like, Black Canary's just not connected to the Justice Society at all.
1: Yeah. uh, But I I do – I feel like when I was first introduced to Black Canary, like, it was – from the Justice Society, really. I think so. Well, no, maybe it was Justice League. Not sure. Yeah, she was on the Justice League a lot,
0: and, and she even was like the leader when we kind of got back into comics. For me, it was like that, and then like Birds of Prey. For yeah, Birds of Prey favorite. was well,
1: yeah, that too, of course.
0: Yeah. So um, this movie the if we go behind the scenes, it's directed by Jeff uh Waymeter, like W-A-M-E-T-E-R. And uh, he did this movie. Then he also did the Justice League World War, uh, War World. There we go, which is like the last movie in this series so far. He also did Legion of Superheroes and uh, Green Lantern Beware My Power. So he's done a couple of these, right? Yes, he's in a, probably the lion's share here, really. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's funny because like we had a little confusion when we were going to make these videos. Like I thought the third one was Legion of Superheroes. And I think it's because of the picture behind us. Like, oh, they're not, not okay. in the right order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after this one is Batman the Long Halloween, and Brian and I are going to record a video for that, too. Um, But then, Brian, let me just tell you real quick, the other people behind the camera, we got Jeremy Adams, who's one of the writers. And it's, it's funny because, like, there's just certain people where their whole writing career is just adapting stuff like this. Like, he did a whole bunch of Mortal Kombat Legends movies. Oh, okay. So are those, like, little, like, web movies or something that are real
1: short have you ever watched any of those um i think some of them might be but some of them might be like feature length that, that were like you know home straight trade to video home video or yeah, yeah these days
0: <laughs> right like the the newest one is called like mortal kombat legends cage match and i think that's like a feature length one right Um uh, i'm not familiar with that title but um maybe yeah then he's done like uh a Scooby Doo movie called The Sword and the Scoob. He uh <laughs> worked on Young <laughs> Justice. Yeah, and what is was... Scooby Doo not done? <laughs> uh yeah. I mean we could even say porn, but we clearly know that that's you know, he has. Uh he did um another Mortal Kombat Legends called Snowblind. I'm guessing that's about sub zero. Uh he worked on Young Justice and he worked on that Green Lantern animated series too. Which I've never watched. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, it was really good. All right, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. And then uh, then there's Megan Fitzmartin, who's the other writer, and she worked on Supernatural, and then they've also adapted um, Justice League and that, like, anime or whatever you want to call it. It's called Ruby. Oh, Ruby, yeah. I, I, I'm familiar with it. The, the the Rooster is it? No. Machinima? I think it is Rooster Teeth. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's one of those two, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I I remember. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I put on Ruby once for my kids, like the original, original Ruby, which is like this weirdly put together stop motion kind of thing. And uh, my kids were just cracking up just watching it. (laughs) Because it's like so, uh, how do you put it? Like, kind of amateurish and stuff, the original version of it.
1: Yeah. They were laughing at it, like, you know, because it wasn't good, or was it? Legitimately funny. It he was like silly and stuff today. Okay. Yeah. The way it looked, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that, that's kind of a side tangent. Uh, are you familiar with the voice cast in this? Uh, some. Uh, I mean, obviously we have uh, Matt Bomer, who we we were fond of from Doom Patrol as Flash. yep. yep. And uh from uh, is, is Wonder Woman. Um, and I know her mainly from Castle. Yeah. Uh, did you know who Hawkman was though? This is kind of interesting. Little twist, yes. Um, I, I, God, what is his name? So, his I name, definitely like, know him. He's, he's he's a great character actor.
0: Um, Ahmed
1: Abtahi? yeah, um, God, what is he?
0: So, he's what? actually Dr. Pershing on The Mandalorians. Yes, I got the glasses, exactly. Yes, yeah. I, I just I would have never guessed that was him in a million years when I was Me to, it, watching this. Doesn't, I mean,
1: p- part, part of you, when you hear see these characters and you hear these voices, you kind of like thinking of the actor as like looking like the character sort of right. and, or, or, or playing a type of that character. And I, I, I wouldn't normally say uh, that actor would be like a bulky Hawkman type, but it, it, it works for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was really good. I think all the voice acting in this is really good, which is sort of par for the course for DC animated movies. You know what, um, though? I
1: actually would I would throw um, – I, I wasn't – I didn't kind of like Wonder Woman's like kind of faux Russian accent. Oh <laughs> um, i don't I don't know. I just didn't see it. It just I, yeah. I, I can't imagine how that works, yeah, um, but uh, she, other than that.
0: She was probably trying to do like a Greek accent and it came out kind of like Russian yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um Chris, um man, I, I, it's so annoying doing these like recordings and you're like, how the fuck do I pronounce
1: this? but Chris polis there you go. So do you know him then, huh? I know the name. Um, I, I I can't remember. He's another one of those like character actors that are all over the place. Okay. That um, has been in a million things, and I just can't remember what right now, unfortunately. Right. He's uh, Steve Trevor. And
0: then uh, Keith Ferguson is Dr. Fate. Matthew Mercer from Critical Role. He's our man. He's Rex Tyler. And then um, Liam McIntyre is Aquaman. And I figured that maybe you would recognize him because he's like – Joe Phoenix in Gears of War. That's the main guy, right? In Gears of War? No, Marcus Phoenix is the main guy in Gears of War. Oh, whoops. <laughs> but <laughs> that, that guy actually played Weather Wizard on the live-action flash show.
1: Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah oh, he's yeah. JD Phoenix. Oh, he's he's the main character's son. Um. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: That's that's my bad penmanship. I I, I had it looked like J O. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, no, J, J.D., yeah. Um, he, he's the main character in Goods War 4, and I believe he's in 5. I haven't gotten to 5 yet. <laughs> All right, and, and since I'm just listing actors that have, you know, done
0: voice acting in this movie, uh, the one that plays Black Canary is Elsie Rotaru, and she actually was, like, on Arrow, too, so... Really? Who was she on Arrow? Uh, I don't know. I just saw a picture of her real quick. I think she was, like... She was a vigilante of some kind. She was, like, maybe, like... Uh, another person, like another archer, or maybe she even was like a Black Canary. I don't know.
1: Huh, okay.
0: Yeah, man. So we got this voice cast, and, um, you know, we're, we're big fans of uh, Matt Bulmer because we've watched so much Doom Patrol, and I think he's really great as The Flash. what
1: do you think? Yeah, I thought he, he does a really good job with Flash,
0: yes. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's one of those out-of-fish-out-of-water stories, basically, where Flash is in the modern day, he runs so fast that he essentially runs back to what we think is the past, you know, World War II. So here we're going to jump into spoilers, but essentially he's run to another earth where it's, you know, instead of the Justice League, it's Justice Society.
1: Yeah. And uh, we should also mention that, you know, uh, in this kind of beginning framing device, um, you know, he's having conversations with Iris and, and this is kind of like, this was weird for me that the whole movie kind of revolves around, Flash needing to like move forward in his relationship, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, sort of. And he kind of learns a lesson from Wonder Woman, and also Superman is there, you know, uh, with the same actor from uh, Man of Tomorrow, uh, briefly, yes, yes, and Brainiac, yes, of of course, Brainiac. I gotta forget that, yeah,
0: it it kind of blew my mind that Brainiac was in it because I was like, oh man, wouldn't they introduce him like in his own movie? And then not only that, but then, like, they fucking shoot him in the head.
1: Yes. Uh, That was a little little much. It's also weird. It's like we go from Man of Tomorrow where Superman doesn't know he's from Krypton. And the next thing we see is Brainiac. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this big jump.
0: And it's also established that, like, Superman and the Flash are friends, at least, too.
1: Well, I I didn't see that, actually. I think that maybe they were aware of each other. Okay, but aware Had not of really met before, right? Okay, yeah, I can that's, see that. That's too. The kind of bye bye guy because it, it seems like you know they're by the end of the movie, they're saying, Oh, maybe we should team up. So right, right, it. right. Maybe we should have sex. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so um it, it,
0: it's funny because you know he, Flash runs so fast to try to save Superman's life because Brainiac has this crypto um kryptonite weapon, and then he, he goes back in time, and to me. I got these, like, Flashpoint vibes, too. Did you
1: get those watching this movie, too? Yeah, especially after you find out that it's an alternate t- uh, Earth and not uh, just a, going in the past. Um, yeah. Which is weird because, you know, they, they did Flashpoint, and we covered that, and that was kind of the start of the um, – what's the acronym they use for that other that other universe, the prior universe, DC – uh, like DC mm-hmm. animated
0: universe, I think it's just yeah, like, something, that. Something something real like simple. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it's like Flashpoint yeah. a lot because, yeah, it is that alternate timeline, like you're saying, and then like the person that we're following around is Flash, just like you do in Flashpoint, and then you meet sort of like counterparts to the regular DC people in this World War II setting. Then World War II kind of almost feels like this post apocalyptic setting that is in a lot of flashpoint then also aquaman's in it and aquaman is bad spoilers in this movie which is very flashpoint then you have like yeah, aquaman, aquaman, fighting, aquaman wonder fighting
1: wonder woman yeah <laughs> right right so it, it, it really felt like flashpoint a lot yeah uh I, I totally agree with that there um the one thing that I the, the biggest complaint overall I had about this movie yeah, is man. that with the the villains the you know the like the, the, the like the nazi guy or whatever yeah they don't really they don't name him at all the one that
0: is manipulating um aquaman's mind that guy yeah do okay. they so, ever call him anything no no they don't say his name and i had to look him up and in the credits he's called the advisor right okay and then he's actually um psycho pirate
1: okay interesting right see to me it's really weird that they would bury that in there you know yeah 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 i
0: i agree i agree um i thought there's there's a guy in um dc that kind of has like his brain showing he has like a little glass dome and his brain showing and his name is like simon but it's like p-s-i-m-o-n
1: yeah, I, I remember that, him from,
0: from uh, Young Justice. Right, right. I was thinking that maybe it was him because it had to be somebody that could like control your thoughts or whatever. But it's Psycho Pirate, and I think he he just basically like controls your emotions for the most part, like
1: enhances. Yeah, it does not seem like that because it seems like you know um, when Aquaman kind of comes out of it briefly, he's like he he's fully aware of what he did and he's like horrified of it. Yeah, so I, I think it is some kind of manipulation of emotions there, but that, that makes sense that it's Psycho Pirate, but. It's it's, it's a, I, I consider that a fault like a flaw of this movie, that they didn't, you kind of, like it's an afterthought, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it is weird that like, the story takes
0: place where they're in World War II and they're basically just trying to like defeat the Nazis and they, they have this idea that the Nazis are sort of, like the Nazis have bigger ambitions, like they want to like get certain weapons and stuff. And for the beginning of the movie it's just like sort of fighting this you know nazi force that doesn't really have a face to it then all of a sudden it's like oh but aquaman is here and then oh aquaman is evil and manipulated by this guy so like i didn't see that coming but i think it's because there really isn't any kind of like main antagonist at first then all of a sudden it's like a like a third act antagonist and it's not what you're expecting yeah and then there were also kaiju (laughs) <laughs> right, right 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 and and even that like you know i keep saying how like these movies seem to tie in with the live action movies the the main monster that comes out is kind of like the thing that aquaman rides in the live action movie yeah yeah um so you know we were talking about jeff johns before did you read his aquaman stuff i think it was like his new 52 aquaman stuff
1: uh i i probably read the first trade and that was it I I the the only thing I can tell you, tell you I remember from it is him uh in, in like a bar like ordering fish. Oh, my God. <laughs> the only thing I remember about it though. Wow! Uh, yeah! Yeah!
0: Yeah! Um. Well, let me ask you this: D- Did you um ever read any of those like little kid DC books to your son? Like they're, Probably, they're like little... yeah. Okay. Have you ever read the Aquaman one? Maybe. Okay. In the Aquaman one, there there's like his little pet octopus, Topo. And, like, the Justice League come to meet Aquaman and Mera, and then, like, Topo's on his chair, and he's like, Topo, off the chair. (laughs) I guess it's not ringing a bell? No, it's not. Okay, okay. I just always remember reading that book to my kid and always being, like, laughing at myself when he's like, Topo, off the chair. (laughs) But, like, Topo um, in the Jeff Johns run is kind of like that big kaiju creature that's in both of these
1: movies. Interesting, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's not like this cute little octopus thing. It's this kaiju monster. So... I think that's kind of what they're going for with this. Um, did you notice that like the Nazi soldiers just like all seem to have like the same face?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> the same face, the same helmet. Um, I mean, obviously they have the same symbol. That makes sense, but it's, you know, it's not quite the Nazi symbol because he can't do that. Yeah, um, But yeah, I, I, that's a typical animation thing. I think, you know, you, you have the, the, the villainous force is always this kind of like scary looking thing. And usually it's some kind of mask or something like that, 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 that stands out. But here, Yes, all the faces do look very similar, and and what I
0: actually appreciated was that they went with full on Nazis in this. Well, wow, that's a crazy sentence. I'm not gonna t- cut that out and put it on TikTok or anything. But like, <laughs> they they put actual Nazis in World War II versus what they did with Captain America, uh the First Avenger, where it's like it's essentially Hydra, and so they don't have any Nazi symbolism because like. When we were growing up and we would watch, like, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark or other movies of that time, you would see the swastika all the time and that iconography. And it was just like, oh, those are the bad guys. Right. But nowadays, with our fucking crazy political climate and stuff, and the idea that like there's a Nazi movement rising up in our own country, when you see the swastika now on a movie, it feels weird.
1: You know, it's like, oh,
0: yeah, why don't you touch that one
1: now? I, I also think it's really weird that we're so used to seeing that symbol from when we were younger and right. how it was just like, you know, it, it was just associated with bad guys. And then when you get older, you think and I'm like, holy shit, like that was like a real thing. Yeah. And I think that's probably part of the reason why they, they don't do that. You know, um, is that, you know, you, you don't I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. Um, like, you, you just don't want to, you know. Realize that that was something that happened. I guess
0: you know. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's crazy because to me, when I think about World War ii World War Two is like the craziest fucking time in in history, as far as I could think. It's just like all these things that are like these incredible, crazy, almost comic book like things are all happening at the same time in different parts of the country, or I'm sorry, in different parts of the world, you know, at once. There's so many movies that are set during World War II and they have like vastly different settings, but it's like that's all happening at the same time, you know? Yeah. It's fucking yeah. crazy. Which is like it was that's why it was smart to make the movie in this setting for this. Yeah. Um, so what what did you think of the Justice Society
1: team that was in World War Two? Um, uh, again, like I, I go back to my initial statement earlier on. Like, I, I feel like um this it was a very curated list, uh, and I, it's not exactly the team that I would have chosen. I, I, to me, I, I just I can't see the Justice Society without Alan Scott. You know, like yeah. like to me, that's the, him and Jay Garrick are like the poster child's poster children for the Justice Society to me, right? Um, and uh, and that that was weird to, to me to not see that. But I mean, it, it's the, like you said, they're all they're all really are regulars. I mean, we get Doctor Fate too, sort of. He's not really on the team, but. Um, ultimately, like you look at those characters, and you're like these are all mostly more recognizable characters. And then except our man. like our man, he's like a like a stable classic specifically justice society character to me.
0: Yeah, 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 and it's funny that he's played by Matthew Mercer because I just never would have guessed. Yeah, I actually really like Our Man from the um Justice Society comic because one of the things that the Justice Society comic by Jeff Johns did so well, was the idea of like legacy and characters passing down their legacy? And there's yep. some really interesting stuff with like our man and then like his son who became our man too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought that he was gonna die at one point because he kind of is that sort of unrecognizable character. Uh, and he does like get shot, I think, at one point, but he I yeah, think he gets shot in the leg
1: or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh Steve Trevor dies you know, but we've already said spoilers, and then Hawkman dies, and it kind of makes sense for Hawkman to die, because Hawkman, like, kind of dies That's and gets thing. reborn all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. This, like, super convoluted backstory. Did you, were
1: any of those a surprise to you? Uh, yeah, I'm surprised they killed anybody, honestly. Um You know, seeing Steve Trevor die uh, as, you know, the, like, kind of traditional Wonder Woman love interest character, that was surprising. And I guess Hawkman was less surprising, and I would have definitely pegged Our Man as the one to, to go, uh, as the kind of lesser known name out of everybody there. Right. Um, and then also, I, I kind of got a vibe that there was like a budding relationship between Black Canary and Hawkman, which is weird to me. <laughs> agreed on both points right right because you know we're just so used to
0: hawkman being with hawk woman when he dies i think he says like shiera I- i'm coming for you or i'll see you yeah. soon or something right yeah, yeah yeah and yeah black widow i'm sorry black widow black canary is like super uh upset when he dies like she's very upset to where like her scream is like super amplified to where she screams at one of the kaiju that it's attacking and just like essentially disintegrates it right yeah. That was actually really cool. Um, So, you know, the speedster stuff is actually a lot of fun, too. There's this one part when they're on one of Aquaman's ships, and uh, Barry Allen goes up to one of the guards, and he just, like, punches the guard in the face really fast. (laughs) That was, like, my favorite part in the whole
1: movie. Yeah, he does that like pile driver fist thing to break the the the, uh, the glass on the, the space his face.
0: Yeah, the guy just kind of falls down. He's like, oh, oh, like after getting punched in the face so much, I love that. Um, yeah. That was like my fair part. But um, just like the way that him and Jay interact is like really interesting, and
1: uh, Jay isn't super friendly with Barry at first. No, I don't. I don't think so. But th- they warm up to each other, and they kind of teach each other some new tricks, which I found interesting. Usually, it's like. Um, th- when you see the two of them together, it- it's always uh, depicted as Flash being like vastly superior and faster than Jay right. was. But Here, uh, it was a nice change of pace to see that that Jay, you know, wasn't um, then that way. You know, he wasn't inferior completely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, because they kind of do this thing where Barry can't run as fast, like he's losing his power too. Like, did you understand that?
1: Yeah, my understand. The, the way I took it was that um, that. The speed force can only be used by like one person, and it's like it's 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 a fixed amount. And then they were both kind of sharing it because they were both there, so they yeah. they were both diminished. And yeah, I guess fifty percent. Yeah, see,
0: I like that. I like when you kind of make the speed force not as powerful, and that there's certain rules and stuff versus like you just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, were there highlights for this movie for you? Were there certain things where you're like, oh, I really like this
1: movie. Um, you know, I, I don't think I like this movie as much as S- Superman. Um, okay. Okay. Um, and, and it's it's because of the things like I mentioned before. Like, like I feel like the villain was very underdeveloped. Um, I mean, I, I guess they're just kind of using Nazis in general as the motivation uh, yeah. for the villain, which I guess makes sense. But, um, and I also was very. I, I didn't like how they use Superman in this. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Good, good. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So Superman is uh, he's just kind of traveling around with this group of superheroes here as uh, as like a reporter who they call Shakespeare. Shakespeare, <laughs> right, 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 right. And uh, and he's just kind of like not interested in helping really. He's he just wants to like report about it and not help. And I'm just like, why? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really like um, like unbelievable kind of statement he makes about it is like I just want to report about it and tell people, and I don't want to get involved. But, but why? Yeah. Like, what is reporting about it? You're tra- you're telling the world about it, so you know to raise awareness, that, which is getting involved. So why not just do something as well? Like you know.
0: Yeah, that's um, a
1: really. good go And the whole the whole there was very much a red red herring with there with the uh, when you still thought it was the past. And then you see somebody hand him the like, like the the costume in a package, and you and it was very confusing to me, honestly. And then and then he just shows up, you know. He, he goes through this whole life with his one mentality, and then uh, he just randomly shows up saying, "Oh, I changed my mind. I'm, I'm wrong <laughs> <You're>... now." <laughs> yeah. and, and and he also has time to shave off his mustache in between that.
0: Yes, yeah, so well, he does that thing with his uh, you know, heat vision where he's just like probably like uh-huh. into a mirror. mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I okay, I, I totally agree with you on that, that he just kind of shows up. And it's like, oh, I guess I changed my mind. But when he shows up, it's actually really cool. They have all those, like, Nazi planes coming to America, and then he just, like, goes through them all, sort of like Captain Marvel. Did that
1: – okay, do you remember the, the – uh, I don't know what they're called at this point. Um, The really, really old Superman cartoons. Like, probably, like, the first Superman animated thing that ever was. Oh. It is basically Superman, like – Fighting some like mad scientist, and there's all these like Nazi planes and all this, and he's just blowing them up. That I, I got that vibe from that. And I really took it. I really that was a scene I would say I enjoyed, actually, visually yes. and, and you know, for nostalgia reasons. But him showing up out of nowhere and then also removing the mustache in between was weird to me.
0: Well, you are a thousand percent on the money. They absolutely did that sequence like those old animated cartoons. And they they always say like it's like it's like Fleischberg or something, but it's like the name of the guy that created that show. It's something like that. Uh but what's interesting about that Superman, and yet again, this is another Flashpoint feeling thing, because in Flashpoint, that Superman is like essentially off the table because he crash landed in Metropolis and he's underground, he doesn't really have his powers. In this, um, it's I think it's implied that like Clark's parents, his adopted parents died in like the Great Depression. And then he yeah, was they like, say taken he died in when
1: Clark was like two or three. It, it is uh Ma and Pa Kent and uh Jonathan Martha Kent. And they and they he said they died when he was like two or three. Yeah, they, they died and then he
0: uh I guess was like adopted or he's in foster homes and it sort of made him like bitter. And I think that's why he doesn't become Superman is because he's just had like a rough life and you know he's just decided not to use his power. But like, yeah. he's
1: still there following around these this team of superheroes, and he's like, My priority is to get this guy out of here. And 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 like, so why isn't your priority to save everybody then? You know,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I, I get it. There's there's some faulty logic there um it's funny because when we recorded last week i kind of spoiled for you that superman was in this movie and i i could have gone full-blown and been like well he's actually in the past and it's actually another reality but like luckily there's this sort of bookend part to this movie too with the regular superman
1: yes yes
0: so then i'm assuming that this Justice Society Superman and the Justice League Superman are going to interact in that Crisis on Infinite Earths movie that's coming.
1: I'm going to imagine, and I think if they don't show up again, it, it's going to make this uh, feel like a like a weird empty spot here that with a lot of unresolved things. Um, yeah. So I, I do fully expect this reality to show back up in the Crisis on Infinite Earths, which I think is a trilogy of movies, or I think, I think it's two, but we could look two? that okay. up too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh Yeah. So I mean, I thought this was fun. I thought this had some great moments. Uh, I actually really like when like Aquaman was evil and, and, and fighting the rest of the team. Uh, I thought that the Atlanteans looked really cool at like the design of their costumes and they were kind yep. of scary when they were attacking. Definitely um, scary, yeah. Yeah. And I just I just really like Matt Bomer a lot and I liked him as Barry. So I mean, I definitely recommend this movie. Uh, I'm enjoying
1: this universe in general. Yeah, definitely. I'm enjoying the universe. Uh, I uh, Like I said, though, I would, I would rank uh, Man of Tomorrow over this so far. So far, yeah.
0: Yeah, hey, I mean, we're doing them so slowly. We might as well just rank all of them while we're doing them. Yeah. Cool. Well, speaking of which, Brian and I have to go record our Batman long Halloween review. So we're going to leave this review, and then uh, I'm going to awkwardly start us over again. But uh, until then, guys, thank you so much for watching. If you want to hear some more Tomorrowverse uh, reviews, make sure you subscribe to our channel. And uh, Brian and I will see you guys real soon.